Hi, my name is Steve and welcome to the channel. Welcome to Christianity Out Loud. Uh, thanks for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, this is uh, a channel that uh, I started last year and uh, really just wanting to keep a Christian perspective in, uh, in the public sphere, I guess you'd say. You know, look at, um, look at everything through the lens of the Bible, Scripture, etc. Nothing off limits. Um, uh, yeah, if this is your first video that you're watching, uh, thank you for doing so. Uh, I do apologise about the uh, apologise for rather. I do apologise for uh, some of the quality uh, of these videos. Um, this is not uh, a high budget uh, production yet. Uh, I say yet. Uh, I mean this is filmed on an iPhone, it's then just put into Adobe Premiere and uploaded, I mean, it's just nothing, nothing fancy, I don't really know what I'm doing with that uh, sort of software, I'm not a complete technological novice, uh, but, so anyway, they're authentic, I'm trying to be authentic and genuine, anyway, I hope to never change that, so, uh, you can follow me on any social media, there's about five or six of them, um, names for all are below uh, here in the pinned comment or the, the description rather, uh, as well as the source for what I'm going to be talking about tonight. My name is Steve, if I didn't mention that already. So, thank you. Uh, like and subscribe and all of that and then you'll get the uh, notification for when a video goes up, uh, aiming for once a week and doing not too bad at keeping that um, you know, momentum going, hitting those targets. So work does get in the way, but so far so good this year. So this week um, I found an article uh, in The Guardian, 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 Guardian. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's linked in the description below. I would encourage you to go and read it. Don't let me make my don't let me make your mind up for you. You go and that on, go and do that yourself. Um, I'd encourage you to do a bit of research into the writer or the author of this article as well. Uh, you'll very quickly realise where their biases lie. That will not take you long at all. Uh, headline, after years of progress on gay rights, how did the US become so anti-LGBTQ+, poses a question. Quoting from the article, Yet in the past few months, these victories have come under threat as the US has witnessed a pronounced acceleration of anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric and legislation fueled chiefly by misinformation about what it means to be trans and hysteria over so-called grooming. A rash of laws concerning the teaching of human sexuality in school curricula, banning trans student athletes and stripping parents of the rights to help their gender variant children obtain appropriate care have popped up in numerous red states this year. 
red meaning Republican. The most famous of these anti-LGBTQ plus laws is the piece of Florida legislation banning instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in schools between kindergarten and third grade, the so-called don't say gay law. See, I can stop right there. I can. Uh, this opinion piece is just that. It is opinion. And you are correct. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. They are entitled to an opinion. Okay? But I did see a great quote the other day. When an honest man discovers he is mistaken, he will either cease being mistaken or he will cease being honest. I'll say that again. When an honest man discovers he is mistaken, he will either cease being mistaken or he will cease being honest. Done a little bit of research, not a lot. I can't find who originally said, wrote, came up with that quote. So I have no idea. I like it though. Um, if you know who said that to start with, it below let me know i'd be very interested to um to find out yeah it's great if if you're honest and you find out you're wrong then you can either accept that and stop being wrong or you can deny that and then be dishonest there are your two options you know, yes, this article that I'm referencing this week was is specifically referring to US, why we should be, I wouldn't necessarily say alarmed, but why we should be cautiously pessimistic, if I can say that, phrase it like that. Um, I'll get to that soon. But uh, I found this on, a, on an Australian news website. So if it's published on an Australian news website, I feel I'm entitled to pass comment on it. So that's the first thing. Secondly, uh, the issue of trans rights has somehow made it into our election cycle and become a bit of a, a thing. There's a concerted effort amongst certain groups of people and individuals in that to to make sure it is front and centre of our minds as we go into vote. And thirdly, the author of this article is wrong. Plain and simple, wrong. The, the so-called don't say gay bill. You know who called it that? They did. They called it that. It's not written in the bill or policy anywhere. It's not there. So it could have been just as easily nicknamed the, uh, the so-called don't speak about marriage bill. It could be the don't say straight bill. But neither of those to have the, the social justice ring about them, you know. They don't imply the persecution of some 
protected minority social group. So that's why it's they have named it the Don't Say Gay Bill. I've spoken about it before. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. Uh, I can't remember. But I have spoken about it in the not-so-distant past, fairly recently. The bill that's got a, a lot of people up in arms, not everybody, uh, a group that got a group of people up in arms, it was designed to prevent teachers from discussing sex, gender, and other like ideologies to children aged five through eight. Now, I think back to when I was in primary school, what little memory I have of that, but I think back there, I didn't know my teacher's first name. I had no idea. Let alone who they were in a relationship with. You know why? Because it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Their job was to teach me one plus one. Their job was to teach me to count, to spell to write my name. That was their job. If you're a teacher, I'll phrase this gently, if you're a teacher and you wish to discuss sex, gender, and other like ideologies with five to eight-year-olds, I think you need to rethink your career. And on that probably be arrested. Why is it that the opinion that five to eight-year-olds should not be taught this stuff, why is that the controversial opinion? One of the problems here is honesty. These people, yes, I said these people, quote me on that, these people lied. They came up with a name, lied about the content of the policy, and have spent the last month, five, six weeks, whatever it is, arguing against the lie that they made up. I mean, the mental gymnastics to understand the link here and their thought processes, it's staggering. There's a policy that's implemented that says you will not discuss sex with a five-year-old. And people go, oh, I can't say gay. Uh, no. One, that's the parents' discussion anyway, and two, not mentioned anywhere in the bill, so why are you up in arms about that? Well, I know why they're up in arms. Yeah, I've mentioned it before. They are coming for our children. 
you know, who are they? Unfortunately, they are the radical parts of the LGBTQI+. Forget the rest of the letters, no disrespect. It's just the acronym keeps being added to. That community. And the L and the G are roped in by virtue of being part of that acronym, are roped in with those radical ideologies. I mean, think about it. Those of us who saw the slippery slope a few years ago when we had the vote for marriage equality here in Australia, those of us who could see this sort of a thing coming, with that vote, we were called all sorts of things. We were crazy, we were conspiracy theorists. Yeah, it, it, it really gives me no great pleasure to say, we told you so. We told you. If you want to undermine one of the foundational bedrocks of society, this is what you get. Okay? You destroy the family unit, this is what you get. Quoting again from the article, Bella Blue, a burlesque dancer in New Orleans who is a pansexual queer cis woman, homeschools a teenager whose stepfather is a trans man. I'll let you figure all of that out while I keep reading. Her child is very aware of the full spectrum of human sexuality, she says, but he himself has not landed on a firm identity. Well, thank you very much to the postmodernists for butchering our language. <coughs> he himself has not landed on a firm identity. That's answered. The, that's answered. That's that's answered the question. Has it not? I mean, there are there are two genders: male, female. Your child is one of them. There you go. You know this sort of behaviour, and I don't know treatment by the by the child's parents, is that tantamount to child abuse? Is it tantamount to mental abuse of a child? Is it? I'm asking the question. I'm not saying it is, I'm asking the question. And this has nothing to do with supporting children through their struggles. I get it. Some children struggle with identity more than others. Yeah. Some people, some children struggle with friendship more than others. Some children struggle with academics more than others. Some people struggle with figuring out, some people, children, struggle with figuring out who they are. I get it. I get it. It's got nothing to do with not supporting them. But this has got nothing to do with that. 
What this bill and other ones like this do is they allow a five-year-old to be a five-year-old. They really do. And I've mentioned this a few videos ago too. The idea of speaking truth and reality to our children. I mean, it's very cute if my little one-year-old daughter, say, comes out dressed as a fairy, I can say, oh, you're a fairy. If my eight-year-old daughter comes out dressed as a fairy, I say, oh, you're dressed as a fairy. Subtle difference. One, they're not when they're one, they're not really young enough to understand. When they're eight, they absolutely need to understand the difference between truth and fantasy. That's why I would have a subtle use of language there. I mean, this is everything to do with promoting radical, unscientific ideologies on children when they are arguably in their most vulnerable and their most malleable times and growth and development. Look up Dr. John Money. Look him up. He's really the father of the transgender, the transsexual uh, movement, I'll say. And it was his experiments Okay, his experiments that really were the driving force behind this. Not, um, not pretty. Not pretty. Not good. But you know what is normal and what is acceptable. I mean, Discovery Plus, another streaming service. New show. You know what it's called? Generation Drag. Quote. Five teenagers prepare for their biggest drag performance in the new series, Generation Drag, premiering on Discovery Plus June 1st. Five teenagers performing drag. What is drag? It is a sexually explicit art form. That in itself should be enough red flags for people to go, just hold the phone a minute. Maybe not so keen on this. But might there's more. Five teenagers performing drag, right? A sexually explicit art form to adult judges. Ponder on that for a moment. And when you ponder on that, think, is this right? Is this the direction that we want our society to go in? 
And if you're a Christian, what are you going to do about it? And I hear you. I hear you. If you're in Australia, this is happening in the US, why should we care? Well, I've previously mentioned the Victorian law, which allows children to undergo gender-affirming surgeries, treatments, etc., without the permission, the consent, even the knowledge of their parents. It is on its way to Australia. Like it or not, it is on its way here. I've worked enough in education to understand that most trends that we follow in Australian education are trends that have been set in the US. Marzano being one of them is Art and Science of Teaching and Dimensions of Learning. Started over there, it's all the way through here now. Most schools are running it. Plenty of others. Okay? It is on its way here. It is up to us. It is up to us as Christians. Uh, people who believe in objective truth. Yeah, this is not a matter of, okay, reality is reality, but I see reality differently to you and you see it your way and I see it my way and it's my truth and your truth. No, is one plus one two? Yes. Well, then it's, my feelings don't matter. It's two. Okay? It is up to us to stand up for this. What do you want? What sort of society, what sort of legacy do you want to leave for your children. If, I won't say when, if this fully infiltrates our society and my children say to me, what did you do? I will say, well, I, I fought. Figuratively, I fought. I fought on the ideological front line. It's what I'm doing with this. You like it, share it. You like it, subscribe it. You like it? Do your own. I said this before, I'll do it with 12 subscribers, I'll do it with 12 million subscribers. That's important. Okay? We also have a federal election here in Australia coming up. The US has primaries elections coming up. Pretty sure they know what to do there. We need to vote accordingly here. Go to your local member. Will this ideology be in schools here in Australia? Yes. Good. That's a no for you. No. Good. That's a tip for you. If we don't stand up, who will? And on that uplifting and positive note until next week. God bless.